The following has been prepared solely for informational purposes, and it is not an offer or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security. The information presented today is the opinion of the firm and is not intended as investment advice and should not be used as such. Welcome to Biblically Based Wealth Management with your host, Kevin Bruce. On this show, Kevin combines academic, behavioral, and biblical financial principles to separate the wheat from the chaff in investing and retirement planning. Now, here's your host, Kevin Bruce. As Christians, do we just pay whatever the government decides they want from year to year? Or are there legitimate ways to minimize tax burdens while still giving unto Caesar what is Caesar's? If so, what are they? I want to thank Stephen for that question. It's a great question. I think it's one that many of us Christians struggle with. And so what I want to do today is try to address it in three areas, those being philosophy, strategy, and faith. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with the most important, which is your faith. From a spiritual or faith perspective, I see taxes as something that Satan uses to try to turn God's blessing on us into a perceived burden. And it seems for many, he's done a good job of that. Let's just reflect for a moment. At the end of every year, typically before April, maybe in February or March, we'll gather all of our documents to account for the prior year's income from all of its various sources. This is essentially our harvest. It's a time where we can see many of the ways that God had provided for us financially in the previous year, whether it's in the form of income or capital gains. And we should be giving thanks for this provision that God has made for us. This should be a time of thankfulness and praise to God. But instead, we get distracted by how much taxes we must now pay. So instead of focusing on the blessing we've been given, we are making it into a burden thinking now we must go pay taxes. And the emotions that arise in most people when they think about paying taxes are directly opposed to those that we as Christians are supposed to have. In Colossians 5, Paul tells us that we're to walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. He goes on to explain that the Spirit and the flesh are at odds with one another, where the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and the works of the flesh is envy, anger, and hatred. So just think to yourself for a moment, when you think about owing taxes and paying taxes, and when you actually have to write that check to pay your taxes, Is it coming from a spirit of love, joy, and peace? Or would it be better characterized as anger, hatred, or envy of those that aren't paying any taxes at all? And the Bible doesn't leave much to the imagination when it comes to the topic of taxes. Jesus himself said, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. And let's be honest for a moment. God doesn't need our money to do his will. God did not create money. Money is a man-made invention. In the Garden of Eden, before sin, there was no money or taxes. And I think the important part is that we don't get preoccupied by the taxes. God's told us that he knows what we need and he'll provide it for us. All we need to do is seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and he'll take care of the rest. So we must decide whether we believe that or not. And when I say believe that, I don't mean the intellectual acceptance of it being true. I mean the faithful act of actually living your life according to it. For example, we've all seen the game where you stand up on a chair or something higher than ground level and you cross your arms in front of you and then you fall straight back to have your friends catch you. There's a big difference between 
the intellectual acceptance that you believe your friends will catch you and the faithful act of getting up on the chair and falling back. We need to believe in the word of God like the person that actually falls back. Their faith is demonstrated by their actions and not just their words. At the end of the day, if God wants you to have $10 million, then you will have $10 million regardless of the tax rate. It's not like before you were born when God planned all the days of your life and God had a special purpose for your life with a specific role in his kingdom, one which you were uniquely and wonderfully made to fill. It's not like he made that whole plan dependent upon a low tax rate of 15 to 20%. Nor is there a tax rate so high that you can no longer do the will of God. So I guess the short answer to this question is if your biggest investment objective is to do the will of God, then the tax rates don't matter. If God needs you to have a certain amount of money, you'll have it regardless of the tax rate. God's plan for your life is after tax. So that is my faith when it comes to taxes, but my philosophy is that I don't believe there's anything wrong with paying as little taxes as possible. As long as you remain within the legal boundaries, I certainly would not do anything illegal. Personally, I wouldn't do anything that's even considered borderline. As a Christian, I want to be a good steward of what God has blessed me with. And although I understand that our government offers some necessary and basic functions that we all need and benefit from, such as national defense, infrastructure, or basic needs for the poor, I have no issues helping to support those. However, I also believe that our government is not a good steward of the money we give them, meaning they waste more money than they spend wisely, and in some cases they spend money on things that are directly against my Christian beliefs. So I don't think trying to minimize your tax burden is bad at all. In fact, I would consider it good stewardship. However, I think you need to draw a fine line because it's important to have a healthy perspective on taxes. Because some people are willing to cut their nose off to spite their face when it comes to taxes, meaning they would rather incur a loss and have no tax due than to have a gain and be required to pay taxes. In my opinion, I would rather pay taxes on a gain and still have more left over than what I started with than to incur a loss and pay no taxes and have less than what I started with. And the last thing we'll touch on today is regarding the part of the question about legitimate ways to reduce your tax burden. So to me, this is strategy, right? And to be honest, I can't provide, nor can anyone, a good answer to that without knowing the details of your specific financial situation. Without knowing your income, not just current, but you're expected for many years to come, your expenses, your goals, your other assets, and how they're invested, it would be malpractice to just start throwing out solutions and pretending that they're appropriate for you. Many different people listen to the show, so what may be appropriate advice to one listener could be a very bad idea for another listener. However, I know this doesn't stop many financial talk show radio hosts or podcasters to give their advice as if it's good for all ears to hear, but in reality, that's impossible. It would be like a doctor telling everyone that if you have a headache, you need to take this one specific medication. Of course, any good doctor would never do that. They would need to evaluate the patient's symptoms, check for pre-existing medical conditions, and try to determine the root cause of the headache. They would also need to check for conflicting medicines or allergies that you may have prior to prescribing a medication. Because 
There's many things that can cause a headache, and there are many medications that can help relieve one. It's just a matter of knowing what would do the best to solve your situation while simultaneously exposing you to the least amount of harm. So when I hear advisors do this on the radio or in podcast, I consider it financial malpractice. So I encourage you, if you're unsure if your tax situation is what it should be, or if you believe that it possibly could be reduced, you should sit down with a qualified advisor to go over the details of your situation and see if there's anything more that can be done to lessen your tax burden. That's all we've got for today. God bless. God bless.